Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, uh, today on the Irish Tech News podcast, uh, we have a, a great and interesting guest who has some uh, good insights and is, is very much a leader in his field. So first of all, who do we have the pleasure of speaking to today? Hi, Simon. Um, I'm really uh, pleased to be here. It's Tim Hughes. Awesome. So I guess, first of all, for those who are new to you and what you do, how would you kind of give an elevator pitch uh, to explain who you are? Uh, the, the best way to describe what I do is that um, uh, I transform sales and marketing teams. Um, I'm the number one person in the world for social selling or digital selling. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I do. Okay, cool. Concise. Um, the the last year, right, has, has it uh, nudged and helped to maybe convince people of things that you were advocating for? Is that a fair summary of how it's been or, or do you see it? I think different? it's been a massive change, Simon, yeah. Um, the last... 12 months has been, um, I think everybody has moved online. Anybody that was thinking of um, um, or, or trying to delay it, um, I, I usually tell people about my 83-year-old mother who um, runs a, a number of wine groups and they've moved those all online. And she, I remember when the pandemic started, you know, everyone kept saying, oh, you can't do that. It's a face-to-face -face thing. And um, everyone's moved online, whether it's the way that we uh, buy or the way that we sell. Yeah, look, I, I hear you. I like, you know, my mum's obviously older than me, not quite that old. But again, she has online book clubs now. So I think definitely, it, it, I mean, and, and, and I was thinking about this before we were interviewed that uh, we've had remote internships for five years and uh, not all colleges have been interested in that. But but then they were forced to do it. And then they realised that it wasn't as scary uh, as it was. And it, it it's opened up new opportunities for us. Uh, I, I, are you seeing it that way, too? Yeah, I think, you know, there's been this whole global working at home uh, experiment. Um, and the thing is, is it's worked. And, you know, I, I run a global company and, you know, I can be talking to people um, uh, right across the world and, and they're all in exactly the same position. They've, they've been forced to, to, to work from home. Um, and um, that has, has had a massive impact. Um, my partner's 25-year-old um he was in travel and immediately the pandemic hit and we said you need to get out and he transferred jobs um and you know he had his interviews all online um his first day was online i think they've only been in the office once um mm -hmm. that's added a number of things so for example he's just he told his company i don't need to sit in london in my flat in croydon i'm going to go and work in barcelona so he took himself and, and lived in barcelona for three, three months Awesome. I mean, yeah, um, I, I, like you say, I, I think circumstances moved a certain in a different way. And therefore, uh, the reasons why you couldn't do things before were kind of demolished, really, weren't they? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine uh, back in February 2020 um, and he was going for a job and they said, um, you have to come in the office. And he said, well, can I work from home? Um, and they said no, and and he lives in Manchester, and the job was down in London. It was a, it's a you know on a good day, it's a four hour round trip trip um, in the car, 
and he just mm -hmm. said he just turned the job down and the you know the sales uh, vp was saying you, you have to be in the office you have to be visible and all of that's been blown up um and i know that people can't well there are some people that can't wait to go back and um and and, and be analog again but I, I, for most of us um i think we're, we're actually quite happy the way that we are yeah look i mean and, and in ireland uh, there's already been uh people advocating that companies will have to offer a degree of their time being remote going forwards and the feeling is is that companies that don't offer that like you said with your story about the guy from manchester to london if you don't offer it then people will migrate to companies that do um so so we have that and at the same time uh in in the business that we do we will still have people that ask us what our print distribution is so um you know yes. and, and we're 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 purely digital so so while on one hand i guess you know we're, we're both advocates and we see the value um are there still areas in sales and marketing where 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 the headset hasn't completely worked out how to adjust to the new paradigm i think there's some laggard people that are um praying for for, for going back to the, the 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 old normal um and you know we've seen that um especially over the last 12 months people are hoping and praying and 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 saying you know and, and hoping things will go back but they won't do um and um you know we're seeing a lot of companies that are struggling right now um you know some a lot of companies they got through 2020 based on the pipeline they generated in 2019 they didn't generate any uh pipeline in 2020 and in 2021 they're struggling i mean the whole you know their pipeline is a desert um and um they think that all they need to do is make more calls and send more emails um and um that that was broken before the pandemic and um just increasing something that's already uh, broken isn't going to help you mm -hmm. yeah exactly and and at the same time the uh, first quarter of 2020 for some companies like uh, amazon and others was just you know best ever so so therefore uh what what does good look like i mean for, for, for those that are willing to understand that you, it's not just more emails and more phone calls um going forwards i mean you know obviously without giving away your secret source or like, like what, what kind of <laughs> insights or tips do you give people in terms of how to how to recalibrate how they do business well they need to move their um traditional territories from being analog to digital so they need to move online um they need to go where their clients are and if you listen to the people like gartner that they, they say all of the clients have moved online so um to give you some idea of some figures there's a um a great um resource for social media um uh research in singapore his name's simon kemp the and um hootsuite and we are social pay for the the report but they are now 55 percent well 55.1 percent of the world's population now on social media active um, that's 4.33 billion people. Um, half a billion new users have joined social media over the past 12 months. That's 16 and a half uh, users every single second. And that gives you some idea of the acceleration that's taken place for people to be online. And it's a natural thing. You know, here we are talking and it's kind of natural to, to be online. Um, I think that what, what happened 12 months ago, People weren't used to putting the videos on on Zooms and Teams, and now they are, and it's a it's a natural way of working. Um, and so we actually say people have got to do three things. Um, the first thing is that they need to look good on social. So 
that's that's not about having a CV. This is not about you getting another job. This is about you looking good to your buyer. So your buyer is looking for someone that's going to help them, that's going to provide them with the insight and um, the support they need. And you need to be that person. You know, if you write that you're some supersonic salesperson, I'm sorry, but no one's interested and um, and nobody believes what a salesperson says anyway. So <laughs> you, you, you've got to you've got to present yourself differently. So we call this a buyer centric profile. This is about being um, understanding what your buyer needs and wants um, and then you reflecting that back to to the buyer. Uh, the second thing you need is a network. So I have next to me in my office here a big pile of um, uh, cardboard business cards, which is a kind of the way that we used to work in the past, which is we swap business cards. And it's, you know, it's 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 it, it worked really well. Um, but the problem is, is that people change their jobs every two years and you needed to update it. Um, we have a system that allows us to do that, which is LinkedIn. Um, so you're able to connect to people, um, have conversations with people. Um, and ultimately, that can lead to commercial transactions. Um, so the thing is, is, you need to build a network. And you'll, it, it, there's a there's an old cliche that your network is your net worth. It is it is very true. And you need to build as big and as wide and as varied network um, as you can. Um, the third thing you need is content. And the reason for that is that we know that our bars are online consuming that content. They're looking for insight. They're looking to be educated. They're looking for something that they don't know um so um the best content that can be created is for salespeople to actually create that themselves in an authentic way share your expertise share what it is that you know just like i'm doing with your audience now mm -hmm. um, and and what what you'll find is that actually well we find that buyers actually will take a step forward so traditionally what happens is that someone says buy my product because it's great and I'm the best salesperson in the world. We're not interested in your product. We're not interested in your company. And because you're a salesperson, we're not interested in you. If you present yourself as who you are, uh, create a, um, a, a network and create content which is authentic, which is insightful, which is educational, you'll actually find that, um, that buyers will actually take a step forward towards you. And this is the transformation that we're seeing from the traditional push marketing of cold calling and email to actually pull, which is where people are coming to you. So um, I did a video yesterday of five things that people needed to, to, to uh, um, need to be uh, looking at in terms of their social media uh, presence on business. And one of those I talked about was the, the, the importance of inbound. So inbound is where people are looking for your products and service online they see you as the natural uh, response and the answer to their problem and they come to you and they say we're interested and we want to buy from you and the way that sales teams should be organized now is that they should be getting that if your sales team is not getting inbound and that's across the whole of your sales team um, then there's something wrong um, because they should now be on social your your clients are on social, your prospects are on, uh, on social, they should see you naturally as a leader and walk towards you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, definitely. And and, and also I, I, I get people to reflect on, if you're researching whether to buy into a service or a company, you wanna see who they are and are there people behind the brand? And, and if there are, um, 
like we've been looking one ecological building supplies and they're doing tutorials and they're talking through so you can see that they do know what they're talking about and and like you say that is very much inbound driven and and it is an interesting step because it's a bit like maybe five years ago the conversation with a lot of ceos was was i don't do social media because i don't have time to tell people what i'm having for breakfast whereas you contrast it with the richard bransons who you have some kind of sense yes maybe it's uh, cultivated and curated but but you still have a sense of some people and that helps you to decide are these people that i'm aligned with um so uh, I, I think of what you're saying definitely makes sense uh, and and yet equally uh, it's not something that we see with all companies yeah I, I totally agree which is that it's not actually just about moving your salespeople onto social it's about moving the whole business so if you think about um uh, recruiting you know you want to be the employer of choice within your particular marketplace the way that you do that is that you empower your the the people that are part of the the recruitment process to talk about how fantastic it is to work work in your organization the culture the diversity mm -hmm. um the, the the you know all, all of the things you know because what what happens is that we don't know if if we look at your people and they're and they're not talking on social then it's invisible and a lot of people will say to me oh yeah the great thing about our company is the culture it's like well i can't tell that because <laughs> you're not talking about it um, so, and if you think about if, if we're going to invest um, money in buying a product, it's not just about that the, 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 the salesperson is going to help me. You're buying into, is this company, does this have, company have the same values as, as, as me? You know, is, is, this doing, is this company doing things around diversity? Is it, you know, there's a lot of social um, issues and, and, and the social transformation going on within society. Does it support my uh, does it support the things that I believe in? Um, the same with the, the CEO. The CEO has a uh, an opportunity to talk to the world about the things that matter. So if you take Bernard Looney at uh, BP, um, you know, most people in the past have seen BP as an organization that's just a, an oil company. And what Bernard is doing is he's talking to the the um, to, to to his clients, his investors, his shareholders. Uh, the stakeholders, the clients within companies through his use of social media and saying, this is now what BP stands for. These are our new values. Accenture are doing the same. You know, um, Accenture um, recently, last week, donated money to the um, uh, India uh, COVID uh, situation because they've got a, a lot of people um, in, at Accenture work in India. Um, and and they were able immediately to take that to the market. Um, Julie, the uh, CEO of Accenture, has something like 125,000 followers on LinkedIn, and she was able to speak that immediately to the that uh, to to the um, to her followers out there on social. And and so it's not just about sales; it is about every touch point within your organisation should be talking on social and being social because that's where we are now and that's that's where your prospects and clients are mm -hmm. yeah and, and and if you feel there's an alignment then you're more likely to um engage them and so so in a in a lot of interviews we've had uh, with people who are in the interested in B Corps and tech for good, uh, uh, green, green tech, clean tech, uh, they feel that this um, values alignment is becoming an increasingly important criteria, particularly for uh, the younger generations. Um, 
millennials and younger, Z generation, and even I think the new one's called Alpha. Um, so this this is potentially positive because it means that you know it, it's not just greenwashing. There's more of a holistic understanding of the need for being aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. But do, do you feel that we've 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 moved to the point where this is systemic and embedded or or, or the ones that you, ex, you that you mentioned which are great examples are they still um uh minor exceptions that prove that most people aren't like that or, or are you seeing a shift towards more of an understanding of the need for a holistic that we have to walk the walk and practice what we preach i think there's been a tipping point simon where um yes you know bernard julie um uh James at uh, Brewdog, CEO of Brewdog, you know, what they're doing is that they're leading in the way. And and whereas two years ago, you know, you go, oh, well, it's Richard Branson. And yeah, mm -hmm. he's got a team of people um, and I'm not Richard Branson. And I can, kind of got that and I can understand that. Now it's, 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 it's de facto as a CEO, you've got to be on social. I'm a CEO and I'm on social. Um, and and it's, it's if, if you think about, um, well, I, I, I did an interview last week and they said, yeah, but what happens if if someone says something wrong? And and, you know, surely what you need to be doing is controlling the message. Well, first and foremost, if you're not on social, you're invisible. And and I think that organizations now realize that they can't be invisible. Well, it, it, but if they decide that that's what they need to do, they need to take that to their senior leadership and understand that there is a business case associated with that so you know um you you know if, if you can sell more more by being on social therefore there's a there's a business case that you want to move if you want to sell less by being invisible there's a business case associated with that um so you know organizations now you know the genie's out of the bottle um you've got to be on social and um, it's not a case of just saying we're not going to do it. We're going to put our heads in the sand and hopefully it will go away. The, the, the argument's been won um, and, um, you know, you've got to go with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I hope so. Uh, we have a few that aren't like that, but uh, I, I guess, like you say, that's just nervousness and fear sometimes rather than, you know, that their approach it still works. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a, a, I've got a friend of mine that did a, um, that must have been probably about 20 years ago. They did a, a piece of consulting work to see whether the company should move from writing letters to sending email. Um, and he put together a business case, you know, they would be able to save. They would um, they would have to make the people within the typing pool redundant, but there was a saving there. There was a feeling that there was a, um, a speed and a, and a business agility by moving that. They took it to the board and the board turned it down because they said that email would never catch on because we have to be carrying on writing letters because that's the way that lawyers will always work. And of course, we sit and we laugh at that now. But the thing is, is that's what's or that's happened now. We have a whole bunch of people that are saying that uh, social media isn't for them or um, uh you know, social media, somehow we, we, we're we not going to do it because we need to control something. The transformation's taken place and you, you know, if you don't do it, it's the same as these people that didn't move to, to, to email. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, you've mentioned, and, and, and I know you're quite an active uh, creator of content, um, which which posts, videos or content have done the best for you and, and why? Uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what your breakout hits were. And then when you looked at it, what, what your analysis yielded? Um, well, we, we've done an analysis of, of content. Um, and, and the great thing about social is what you do on, on social is totally transparent. Um, so if you go to um, uh, go to LinkedIn, for example, and you see an advert, you can see whether people like it because people can like it. Um, and what you'll find is that um, the people don't like adverts. They don't like corporate content. Um, so when people talk about their, their products and services and say, hey, um, buy our product because it's great, um, what you'll find is actually people don't like that. And actually, based on our research now, uh, that's actually detrimental for your brand if you start doing that. Um, and then what we find is that at the top, people actually like humanized content. So the more human you can be, the more authentic you are, the more that you're talking in your own voice, the more that people like that. Um, you also, um, you need to make sure that you are putting out lots of different type of content. So, you know, pieces to video. Now, I, now I'm, I'm, I'm of the age where I grew up where we didn't have video cameras and cameras were things you kept in cupboards and every now again you took them out and you took one photo and then you put it back in the cupboard again but the way that we live in 2021 is that photography and video are are so important that we have to overcome our reluctance to use it and and actually get used to using it um being able to use video is a skill that we now need to have in business like 20 years ago we had to get used to using powerpoint and word um, it's exactly the same thing that we're now being able to create um, great video, doing a piece to camera and knowing how to to put subtitles on that is uh, a natural skill that we have to have in business. So having varied content and having a lot of content. Content now is the way that we prospect. So you have no excuses for not creating content um, because, uh, well, if you do, you're not prospecting. So um, and you're invisible to your client. So, um, you know, we need to be putting out content. I put out a piece of content every single day, seven days a week, uh, because I know that my my prospects and my clients are out there um, on uh, social seven days a week. So I need to be there when 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 they are. Um, so um, so that that's that's really how I see content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I agree with you. And uh... I definitely think the same. Sometimes I feel like uh, there's a degree of escalation that then you are feeding the monster. And then um, so so with the podcast, we've been looking at, you know, what's an optimal amount of content. And, you know, I, I, I think I agree. And then I then I'm also trying to analyze when's the point when when less becomes more again and when you've gone too far the other side and possibly more than once a day is more, you know, because you have that audience saturation as well. I mean, or is that not yet a factor? I, I would, if we take something like LinkedIn, I would only uh, post once a day, uh, twice maybe um, on, in exceptions. Um, because of the way the algorithm works, actually, um, if you post more, certainly more than twice, it actually downgrades the posts. Um, but you've got to remember that you're, you don't know when your buyer, your prospects, your audience are going to mm -hmm. be on, on the, the platform. They may be someone that goes on, on a Tuesday um, and you have decided, well, I'm only going to post once a week and I'm going to post on Wednesdays. So they won't see you. 
Um, so, so you need to be making sure that you know that, that providing content is not about you; it's about your audience. Um, also, what you'll find is that um, I write I write content which is a, a, around moving organisations and businesses to social and digital, and some people I know will read it. I get a lot of people who read it who may not like it or comment on it because they're too scared because they're the uh, the people they're working for are telling them to their leadership is telling them to make more um, telephone calls and send more emails which they that which the people um, know that don't work but the, the leadership don't seem to understand that um, so um, you know you need to be making sure that you're creating content in, in a way I'm very lucky that I'm in a situation I can create the content that I want um, and one of the things that um, one of the things that you learn when you start creating content is that um, there's so much content out there. Uh, we have a, a joke internally where someone will say something in a conversation and we'll go, there's a blog in that. Um, and, and it's true, you know, you can be saying some things. Um, you said something to earlier on, which I just made a note of, which is about value alignment. Um, and I thought, there's a blog in that. I need to write something about that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, I, I agree, and 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 I I think we're in a similar position because uh, we we aim to curate based partly on what the data says will do well, but partly what we feel provokes curiosity and interest. I totally agree with you that we that we the thing is is that quite often we create content which we think people want rather than actually content <clears throat> that we um uh we buyers actually uh, are looking for, which is what you said is about we. Uh, uh, working to people's curiosity providing them with um, um something that they don't know already um you know providing them with you know if i can take simon kemp's uh, research and boil that down into two paragraphs and say these are the two paragraphs that you need to know from that research you've just saved somebody 30 minutes from reading this the research they see you in a good light for doing that yeah definitely yeah yeah and and then always the thing is is that um if if you then feel there's value or if it does well you then do a deeper one but you know it's okay to start at a high level and and if that flies um so for you uh what are your sources of information and inspiration that help you to remain relevant and up to date um i i do a lot of work i spend a lot of time on social um and so any my net my network tends to be a, a, a source of inspiration um, Simon Kemp, um, his research is, is certainly uh, um, um, in inspirational. Um, my team around DLA Ignite um, create an awful lot of uh, content um, and they get some amazing ideas um, and um, none of it's the, the, the same. Um, and some of the debates that we have, we have um, training sessions internally on a Monday and Tuesday and, and they're great places to create um, content from our clients. Um, so there's there's all kinds of places that you can um, you can get the inspiration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like you say, I mean, and uh, and at the same time, uh, it it's a value giver to those people because people that are offer good insights are the ones we go back to, and then that usually then creates the funnel to bring business in. Uh, I'm just saying because you know it's not that thing that you're giving away your secret sauce. You're you're promoting brand awareness, really, aren't you? Yeah, I mean. Um, my business partner Adam Gray and I, we both think that we've actually given away the um, the secret sauce. 
Um, but to go and find it, you'll need to have to work your way through. I think we've written probably about um, uh, um, 2,000 blogs over the last five years. So, I mean, it, you're, you're welcome to go and trawl the way through that. Um, and, I mean, if you look at people like Gary V, Gary V, you know, Gary Venacek, you know, he stands mm -hmm. up and says, I've told you what you need to do. Go and do it. Um, and, and if you go up and set up a marketing agency and you're, um, and you're successful, then, 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 well, then well done. Um, and people shouldn't be afraid of, of ex explaining what, what they know. I mean, if you think about when we go and meet clients, we always tell them about, we, the, you know, the first five, 10 minutes will usually be about setting about your values, your experience. So there's a context and, and, and they understand your credentials. Why wouldn't you want to do that on social? And, and then you've got, it's up there 24 hours a day, 365, um, days a year yeah look i i agree and it also actually i think becomes a good way to say you you were talking about oh well people are worried about saying the wrong thing but if overall people can contextualize that against the fact that say you know tim's 99 previous pieces were nuanced and well argument then you know and if you got one fact wrong i'm not going to hold it against him because overall i can see uh his his overall oeuvre you know yes yeah yeah and and the thing is is that um, we, we, you know, we have to remember that not everybody will like us. And, and so um, within our team, we all speak with different voices and different tone. And you may not like me, but you may like Adam. You may not like Adam. You may like Eric. But, you know, all, all of the, the different people have got um, will, will speak differently. And that gives us a great, a great opportunity. You know, you've got to remember that now most products and services are the same. Um, your clients and prospects probably can't tell you and your competition apart so the only unique selling point that you have are your people and their experience um, and what you should be doing is empowering them to go on social to use that experience to speak um, their insights and their um, and, and and their um, and, and to create content and and that's the thing that's going to hook people and go that's the organization that I want to work with yeah yeah and then like you say that that is that values alignment is important um, it's that value alignment yeah tim it's been a pleasure to talk to you uh, how can people learn more about you and what you guys are up to um well our um our website is dlaignite.com um you can find me on linkedin um i'm timothy or tim hughes um i'm timothy underscore hughes on twitter um and um you know, we're always putting out content, the whole of the team at DLA Ignite. Um, we like to think that it's insightful and um, educational. And if you're even just put, putting your toe in and thinking, well, I might have a look at the, the social selling, then then it's worth following us because we, we share an awful lot of insights on it. And don't forget my first book, um, Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, which is um, available on Amazon worldwide. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Tim. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Great. Thanks, Simon. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.